Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're going to look at one of the country's darker days, specifically here in Boston, over the resistance to desegregation, rocks thrown at school buses, and a plan that tried to help. Our guest today not only lived through it, but was an architect in improving race relations in Boston through his work in education. He's Professor Emeritus at the Harvard Ed School, here to provide us with a uniquely personal perspective on the issue, the decade, and the struggles on busing and desegregation in Boston. Welcome to the EdCast, Dr. Charles Willey. Thank you. Dr. Willey, I guess a good place to start is with some framing. What was leading up to these events, these issues, and challenges in the 1970s? Well, back in the 1960s, which was the time of the civil rights uh, movement, all of these came together around public schools, particularly public schools in the Boston area. And um, I think Boston wasn't ready to to deal with uh, integrated schools uh, as required by Brown. And uh, there were some marches in the street. There were some cases that uh, NAACP and other groups filed. And uh, there was a great resistance from it. I came here in 1940, in 1974, and that was just after the judge had found Boston having a segregated system. And because of that, uh, the judge needed help then to what to do after he had found Boston as a running a double system. So <clears throat> he had a, an expert uh, sociologist uh, from Boston University to help him, but he also thought that he probably needed a broader range, and so he created himself uh, a group of masters, people who help him go through the various plans that people have submitted. And I happened to be one of the persons that uh, was uh, asked to be one of the, uh, one of the <clears throat> persons to help the judge. The plan that was made for the judge to order um, had some, was a very good plan, but it had a lot of problems with it. And, um, but the judge used it and uh, all of the problems were not resolved. Sometime later, when Mr. Flynn decided he wanted to be uh, mayor of Boston, he came over to Harvard and took a master's degree so he could be an education mayor. And I was his advisor. And when the court finally withdrew and turned back the schools to Boston, he told them they could do anything they want, wanted to do, except they could not resegregate it. And uh, Mayor Flynn, uh, who had studied with me, asked me if I would come over and be the person to help develop a new plan. And that's what I did um, after Mayor Flynn was, became mayor. And it was uh, an interesting thing. On the one hand, I had worked with the judge in developing the plan that he had, which did not cover all of the bases. 
And here I was asked to do a new plan. And I thought that that might be a good time to use a method that uh, I had been uh, using elsewhere called controlled choice, where people can choose their schools, uh, but uh, all schools are open to all people. Uh, this was a new concept because some people thought that some schools were theirs because they lived near it. We said no matter where you live, uh, the school belongs to you. And what we did then is uh, divided uh, Boston up into three large zones. And those, loan, those uh, zones were large enough to include people of all race, races and uh, all ethnic uh, groups. And the beauty of this was that um, we had a chance to try out a plan that we had been using elsewhere on a big city like Boston. And we divided Boston into three large cities, and each city, each zone would have about 20 elementary schools in it. And um, then parents who lived in that zone could charge could, uh, could go to any of the 20 elementary schools in that zone. And that was a very important thing because to give people more than one school, uh, when you have a, a school and a residential area, and that's what you have. But here were 20 elementary schools in a zone, and all of those belong to you. And then we divided, uh, we uh, let each of these persons choose more than one school and to rank order them. And then uh, if more people wanted to go to a school than there were spaces, they had a lottery. So what we were trying to do is bring justice back into the situation despite the uh, raw nerves that people had during that time. And I think that it worked well because it was fair to everyone. Not many people know it, but that plan which we prepared for Boston. That plan, that plan stayed in effect for about 10 years. And as a matter of fact, it was so good that we didn't hear much about it and people didn't know that they had a plan that they were working on, that they were going to school on, and that uh, it was a plan that it worked very well. As a matter of fact, some people were not sure about it. They had been so... Uh, feeling so bad about whatever movement <laughs> the, was made that they asked the judge to look at it to see was it good. And the judge looked at it and said, it's the best plan I've ever seen. <laughs> While the plan was a good plan, was there much challenge to it? Well, there was not much challenge of the controlled choice plan. Uh, the, the resistance was earlier at the plan that the, that the judge uh, had uh, uh, endorsed. The judge asked the Boston School Committee to develop a plan. Boston School Committee would not develop a plan. And uh, so the judge realized that even though he had found that uh, Boston was running a dual school system, uh, he was going to have to get a plan. It seemed like busing is iconic to the issues of this time. Why is transportation so integral to this story? Well, there are two things to say about busing. Busing was not the issue, except it was the way that you could get people who are against uh, integration angry. Uh, 
Uh, it's, uh, transportation has never been the issue. Uh, I have studied the number of people who use transportation to and from school and in suburbs, and I have found that uh, uh, a high proportion of st students who live in suburb go to school in buses, and those buses are owned by the school district. So if transportation has been beneficial to people in the suburbs, why can't it be beneficial to people uh, in the city? And that's why we had zones large enough so that people could be taken on the bus, but we did, you had to go to the school in that zone because uh, that, would, that would keep from spending money taking one from one end of the city to another one. I'm curious, Dr. Willie, where else has this plan been enacted? In Florida, in California, in Washington State, uh, and um, right now I'm working on a, uh, on a case in uh, Nashville. Uh, it's been in northern and southern, eastern and western sectors of the, of the nation. And I think uh, it's accepted so well because it's fair. And one knows what happens if more people want it than you do, then it's just a lottery. Uh, and you can rank order them and so, so on. Um, since the mayor also endorsed it, uh, and this was the first mayor in the Boston area that had fully endorsed this. I think people also decided that it won't do any good to to raise Hades because uh, uh, the, 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 a lot of other people f see that this is a good play, plan and uh, it ha it's not harmful to anyone. Uh, so if I, I got good experience though, on what was good and what was bad when I worked with the judge as <coughs> one of his masters. But after I looked at that and then looked at other places and developed with one of my graduate students the, the uh, choice plan, uh, it worked very well. And uh, it was, it w and worked so well that nobody knew that it was out there. <laughs> which is what we wanted it to be, because everything was done in a just way, everything was done in a fair way. And I think that uh, some of the difficulties we've had in terms of desegregation has been that we have not tried to find ways of putting together techniques as well as put it together with uh, philosophical ideas. Our philosophical idea is that everything that you experience here must be uh, an experience that anyone could have. It's not because of your, your, your gender, not because of your socioeconomic status or your racial status. Uh, all of people will have access to the schools uh, because of the way we're going to let you choose your school. And I think that's what worked well with it. Uh, we didn't have to do any name calling or anything. We just simply said, this is fair. Even though you brought, a, uh, you could buy a house across the street, other persons deserve to be able to go to that uh, that school. And uh, but we realized that uh, there were political dimensions to it too. That's why we say, if you live where you won't have to use uh, uh, transportation, that saves at least the, the the money to the school district. But even there, we put a cap on it. And I was, it was a beautiful experience to, to see that 
no, no, no group, no community ever used up all of those 50% uh, seats because they went elsewhere where they knew that there would be better people. But the other thing we did with the Control Choice Plan is we put responsibility upon the school uh, and its professors, its teachers, its administrators to make themselves attractive. And they were going all over the place to find things that people would say would be attractive to them. For example, I remember one school said, you know, it's not easy for people to go to work in the morning, make sure you're on the bus, but you come back home and uh, nobody's there. So uh, one school that was not being chosen often uh, said, gee, we're going to have an extended school program, uh, at least uh, not, uh, it, it would be a lot of play in it, but they'll be still at school until the parents come home. So people chose that who wanted, who had that problem. There were all kinds of ways that one could attract people to, but I thought it was valuable for uh, the professionals in schools to begin to say, what can we do to make ourselves really uh, an interesting school that people would want to go to? Seems like your plan, in effect, improved schools on a whole in Boston, fostering a competitiveness to be better. That's right. And uh, then when they could do that, we were not coming in with a, with a plan of how to teach or anything. We just say, you make yourself attractive. We, ha we even had a little parent center where you would have to file with them whatever it is that you make you, that you are doing to make yourself attractive. And the people could go there and see. We even made it possible for people to go to school before it was over so you could get some idea of what's happening. You couldn't walk into rooms, but you could be there and see that. And all of that is putting to work the ideas of justice, fairness, but also what will give you the best education. And when you put all those together, there's a great possibility for it. So I experienced all of the naughtiness of this, being involved in the first case, just as the judge had found, had found that we were running dual systems. But I also have been involved with uh, plans at work, and uh, I'm kind of happy that that evolved out of the, the, the judge's original uh, ruling and, and the original uh, patterns for assigning people to school that he had. So we weren't doing anything that was uh, extraordinary. We were just looking at what happened before, how can we uh, make this better, and how can we make it fairer. And if you put justice and fairness in this, this lets you go a long ways without people calling you bad names. Dr. Willie, thank you so much for your contributions. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about this topic, there's a documentary out there called Can We Talk? Learning from Boston's Busing Desegregation Crisis. It's a project of the Union of Minority Neighborhoods. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.